kids left to their own devices, they're going to come up with the whole scenario of what happened. So if you think you're going to be one big, happy, merged, blended step family, it can happen. Yeah, absolutely. It takes a lot of time and a lot of low heat. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another Family Care Learning Podcast. My name is Brandon Jones. And with me, I have therapist, one of our therapists at Arizona Family Counseling, Steve, and his wife, Deanna. We are continuing a series on the step family curriculum that you all have been working on and have worked on and created. And it's just incredible. And we're so excited to share it with you. Uh, If you haven't checked out our first podcast, uh, check it out below where it kind of gives a a quick introduction of the curriculum and what we're working on. But today we're actually going to talk about the first session. So there's this acronym with MERGE in it. And the first one stands for M. And M is manage, mm-hmm. uh, manage expectations. So can you talk a little bit about what this first one's about? Sure. Uh, managing expectations, really the key factor there is learning how to surrender those expectations. What yeah. we want to do in that class is uh, we want to be able to identify what expectations we struggle with. Yeah. In our own, because yeah. uh, as we had said in the, the first podcast, every step family is different. There are a lot of similarities that, that we have, a yeah. lot of things that we can really relate to one another in, but every step family is unique. Every step family is different. And so we don't think that every expectation that we list in the class is something that everybody's going to struggle with. Yeah. So it's identifying what people struggle with. When I think about managing expectations, right, like that seems to be one of the biggest blocks to like relational intimacy and peace, right, is like my will be done right now in this home. And if it's not, you're going to experience the dysregulated version of me, right? And so Mm -hmm. like I think about as uh, to your point, right, there's expectations from everyone and that's coming into this merged family, children, both, both right. spouses. Right. Like, and so it's like, if, if we aren't aware of it, we're just bringing all these things. I can see how that could be kind of pretty frustrating and create a lot of tension among everyone. And so if we can just be aware of and kind of first identify that and, and then I guess l- looking to kind of manage that, um, mm-hmm. that, that makes a lot of sense. And so, what would you say is some of the specific, like, important topics that are addressed when we think about expectations? Number one is is parenting styles. In fact, I think that's probably the biggest one and, and mm-hmm. one we definitely need to highlight yeah. here. Yeah, I agree. Do you want to talk about parenting styles? or Oh, that my parenting style is right and yours is wrong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think a lot of times when, um, you know, when two families merge together and the spouses are the new spouses are just focused on each other. They're not really thinking about. I have this list of um, expectations in my head, yeah, um, and this is just the way it's going to be yeah. because this is how it was in my family of origin. This is how it was in my first marriage or single years or whatever. Yeah, um, so that's kind of where I was. And yeah. then when we got married, I found out that his was really different from yeah. mine, and the way he parented was very, very different from the way that I parented. Yeah. He was about spending time because he had his girls not, you know, such a little amount of time that he had them during the week. Yeah. I was about pick up the towels off the floor. Yeah. So much yeah. to the fact that I had a, um, the girls had a shower curtain that had four colors in it. Each girl got assigned a color <laughs> towel. And I knew when that green towel was on the floor, 
which stepkid needed to go pick <laughs> it up. So yeah. that was the mindset that I came from. He came from a completely opposite one, so it did yeah. cause a lot of conflict. Yeah. Fortunately, um, we were able to sit and talk about it, and that's not always an easy thing to do yes. without a moderator, right? That's why I think therapy is so important. You need to go in and have that safe person that's not emotionally attached. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because uh, and, and to your point about, you know, having that moderator, uh, there's a lot of times where, a couple, you know, just, just between us, I would have to, I would feel like I had to hold back. Mm. I couldn't say everything I wanted to yeah. say. And I'm yeah. sure that Deanna felt the same oh, way. Oh, no, I let it rip. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then I got yeah. called abrasive in right? the process. Yes. Yeah. I was abrasive. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, well, that's what you think. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's your perspective. Yeah, right. God made me this way. So off. Po right. You know, obviously that's how I'm supposed to be. Right. So you're just wrong in seeing that I'm abrasive. Yeah. But I was actually the one in the wrong. Mm. You and just so slowballed that pitch. You I might did. as well take it. Yeah. Get it out of the park. <laughs> so um, I had uh, been called abrasive. I brought this up to our small group because yeah. just because we were leaders of the group didn't mean that we didn't have problems. We had all right. kinds of problems. Yeah. Why do you think we had the small group in the first <laughs> right. place? You right. people tell us what to do. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, one of the guys in the small group asked me, he goes, well, is that a godly characteristic to be abrasive? And I am a very quick processor. Mm. Um, so I can usually come up with an answer very quickly. And I looked at him and I said, actually, I'm going to need to take a week on this. Wow. And I really, I am so grateful that I did because as I was looking through characteristics of the fruit of the spirit or, you know, how was Jesus, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I, he was not abrasive yeah. and I was not doing my best Christian walk. If mm. I was being abrasive and then my stepkids didn't like me, my husband was frustrated. So uh -huh. I knew that I could only change myself. So that's when I started softening my responses, making sure that I still shared everything, yeah. but in a way that was softer that he could hear. Mm. Yeah, And the, I think that helped and then he was able to step up because he didn't feel like, well, I can't possibly share everything about her. Right. So when I lowered my um, resolve to be right, because <laughs> yeah. that's really what it was, he he was able to rise up and say, here are some other things. And, yeah. and also ask, what is it that you see in me that, that I can better? Yeah. So. I think I think it's so interesting just even right having a curriculum where you're doing this kind of preemptively right mm -hmm. to try to do this in the moment I mean I, I have memories in in my step family right where it's like the two parents are yelling at one another because of how they their kids are irritated that there's this injustice of you're harder on this kid than you are on that kid because of the way that the parents kind of work. And so, I mean, I remember it just like blowing up and people going in every direction, kind of just going, we're done with this, right? But if there would have been support to kind of go, hey, let's talk about this or let's get unified, maybe if we can, on some of these expectations and try to negotiate how we're going to, uh, you know, set some of those some some expectations aside right or or take a look at our own uh disposition and how people are to receive us i'm like wow that would have been so i've helpful. got a question for you yeah so in that scenario that you're sharing and it yeah. sounded to me like it was a personal yeah share it's right totally there. personal yeah how did you feel as the kid in that moment with mom and dad getting upset or you could hear them arguing yeah. whatever it was that you were hearing? What did, what, what was going on for you? Yeah. I, th I think there was a lot of, um, 
sadness, kind of a brokenness in in the fact that here are uh, kids that usually would get along, Mm -hmm. but because mom and and stepdad weren't able to kind of do the work before, they both had good intentions, but everyone was perceiving everything negatively. And so it was just kind of ripping this apart, the the family. And I, I was a little bit, I, I was kind of the goody, goody kid. I didn't usually get in trouble. And so th- there was a lot of that time that I was not in like personally involved with like I'm causing them to fight with my behavior and how to Mm -hmm. parent me. But I think just seeing all that, it's just like, uh, this just makes me sad. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and honestly looking out for my brother and going, and he's not going to learn anything from this because (laughs) they are fighting so much that it's just going to be a wash at the end of the day. And Mm -hmm. we're trying to get kind of right. And so I think there's even some of that where it's like they, they lost out on benefiting from both of these adults and their wisdom in parenting Mm -hmm. that was just completely taken just removed because they couldn't agree on yeah. how to parent. And so, yeah, I, de- I definitely think there was a brokenness and a sadness there that was just like, Ugh. I want to hone in on that word brokenness yeah. if I can yeah. here, because um, one of the things that, you know, w- that we identified, you know, think about it this way. I use a metaphor of the foundation. I yeah. come from a background, a long term background of architecture before I yeah. got into yeah. therapy. Yeah. And you think about it as a foundation when, when two uh, couples, when a couple comes together as husband and wife for the first time, yeah, brand new marriage, yeah, they're building a foundation together. As they begin to have children, have a family, yeah. If if God blesses them with yeah. that, because there are yeah. some that that don't, but then some adopt, yeah. You know? And so, but as they're as they're doing this, they're, this foundation that they're building together as husband and wife is the foundation for the home that those children are going to build on top of yeah. that foundation, right? Yeah, okay. for sure. That that whole family unit is all on top of that foundation. It's the, it's the most important part of the entire house. Yeah. Because with a weak foundation, that house is going to come crumbling down. Right. A strong foundation, yeah. that house is going to be healthy and strong. Mm. Then divorce happens. And that foundation is ripped apart, yeah. broken, as you put it. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so what what ends up happening then is now we remarry, and now we're trying to rebuild a new foundation. <laughs> but the kids all remember that old foundation, the one yeah. that was rocked from underneath them yeah. and torn apart yeah. and sent in two different directions. Yeah. And so now we're saying, oh, but we're building a new foundation for you. Well, they don't trust that. Yeah. And so when they hear mom and dad fighting over parenting, over how the kids are being raised, for a lot of those kids, that's re, uh, it's causing them to go back to that trauma that they yeah. experienced during the divorce. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Like I, I think of the, my involvement with my, my biological parents and watching that happen and yeah, there's this like, ugh, like this physiological kind of gut wrenching feeling with that yeah. of here we go again. Right. Mm-hmm. And to your point with the foundational thing, it, right. We all process loss differently. And I remember right. why my one brother kind of going, who cares? Like, forget this. I'm going to go do what I want. Mm-hmm. Forget them because they didn't care about me. 
And the worst thing is going to happen is I'll cause them to fight. Right. Like, and so he mm-hmm. kind of took a pathway, like even during, uh, during his high school years, that was, uh, kind of dangerous and not, not real safe, but, but it, there was all this kind of based on this foundation and kind of how they were kind of going, wow, there's not anyone really to put the brakes on some of that because of this broken foundation in that way. Right. right? Well, and we look at everything, you know, we, we see through a lens of attachment. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. one of the, 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 the biggest lenses that we utilize here. Yeah. And when you think about it in terms of attachment, he had nothing to be able to attach to right. when it came to his step family. Right. And so he's going to go elsewhere. Right. Right. Yeah. Because what the, the thing that he was attached to, the thing that was supposed to provide him the nurture and the care was yeah. ripped apart. That yeah. original foundation was yeah. torn apart. So now this mm. new foundation coming back together, I don't trust it. Yeah. I'm not going to attach to that because if I attach to that, what if it breaks apart again? It is so interesting that you say that because I'm like, I dove into church during those years, mm. right? Like in and going doing like so much ministry. I remember all my parents kind of going, "What are you? You are like living at church?" And it's like, <laughs> yeah, because it's the stable it's thing right attachment. now. But then I thinking about my other siblings, mm. like one of them was like all they did was hang out with friends and do drugs and kind of hang out with that group. Right. Because that was like, that was the stable thing. Right. And so I could see how, right. Like that was a coping skill that we each were kind of doing mm-hmm. uh, separately. And man, the parents weren't even really aware of that was, that was us coping. Right. And so it, it's so interesting, all of the, the intricacies of processing the grief and loss of divorce and the merging of these families. Mm-hmm. And as we started off with this parenting expectations, right? Like we have all of this and it's not matched up. And so again, I think what a, what a gift to give families a space in this curriculum to go, you have expectations about parenting. Yeah. You might not even be aware of all of them. Mm-hmm. Let's start working through that. Yeah. And not in the moment when we have to discipline a child, but before that happens, hopefully, mm-hmm. or in a place that's more regulated, right? Like because I think that's the thing is it's like in the moment you got all those expectations and all that that kind of emotion intention right in the moment. It's going to be really challenging to negotiate all that then. If we can do that before you are providing such a better opportunity for right. this foundation to kind of kind of cement together a little bit better. Well, and the more we can remain regulated, especially as husband and wife, yeah. the more it increases the trust from yeah. the kids in that foundation. Yeah. Hmm. We become dysregulated and man is just like it's all that's all gone. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's all yeah. over. Here we go. We're losing this it right fast. this roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so parenting styles are definitely, um, that's, that's the number one yeah. thing I would say, but there's a whole list of other expectations that we talk about in the yeah. class and different things that we need to, to look at that we need to kind of, uh, surrender to. Could you share just maybe a few of those kind of list those off as yeah. far as my favorite, yeah. we're going to be one big happy family, just like the Brady bunch. Oh yeah. The yep. Brady bunch was a bunch of paid actors. <laughs> Um, and that's not what real uh, stuff family life is like. Sorry, yeah. sorry, it is not. Now, yeah. if for some reason you have infants that you're dealing with, 
okay, you may right. get closer to the Brady Bunch. Right. But when you're dealing with teenagers that are, Ooh, you know, yeah. growing and developing, their brains are all yeah. messed up because they haven't yeah. you know, hit 25 yet or roughly around there. Yeah. Um, they uh, definitely need to, um, parents definitely need to realize that with teenagers, it's not going to be these three, you know, lovely young boys and these three lovely young girls and everybody gets together unless yeah. Marcia gets hit in the nose with a uh, football. football. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ours looked like this. You're not my real mom. Mm. Um, and uh, you're the reason my parents got divorced. Yeah. Not true. Yeah. But based on what they were hearing. And right. then their kids, perspective. Yeah, yeah. their perspective. Kids know. left to their own devices. They're going to come up with a whole scenario right. of what happened. So... If you think you're going to be one big, happy, merged, blended step family, it it will it can happen. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It takes a lot of time and a lot of low heat, yeah. which is why the regulation that needs to happen yeah. between um, the parents that are leading that particular family. Yeah, yeah. Any, you might as well just, any go, other, yeah, okay. yeah, you might as well just um, finish yeah. the whole list. Uh, that you're going to get a honeymoon phase uh, because you bring kids into it. I yeah. don't think we had a honeymoon phase until our youngest went to college. Mm. And really, it was after she graduated from college and she knew we knew she wasn't coming home on the weekends. That's yeah. when we got our honeymoon phase. And it is like being newly married without yeah. kids again. But that's wow. the first time in our 24-year marriage that we've been able to do that. Yeah. Um, there's not going to be instant family unity. I mean, this sounds like so negative, but it doesn't right. happen in a microwave, right? Yeah. It takes time. Um, right, and I think that's right, because I think a lot of times I even think about how hard my stepdad tried to be the the nice guy and woo all the kids to him, right? Mm -hmm. Like, And they're... It was like, okay, that's nice. I'm still kind of pissed, right? Like with all exactly. that, right? And, but then it's almost like he could be disappointed because he's giving all this effort, right? Because he had an expectation that it was going to just kind of all start to work out. And so, right, even being able to kind of set those expectations aside, as you're saying, managing these expectations, right? What a saved him from a lot of disappointment. Mm -hmm. I think it also would have uh, created a, a better space for us as kids to know it's okay that we're mad right now because we're not having the pressure of being this happy, unified family right away, that yeah. it, there's this process of being angry or grieving. And so, yeah, I think how helpful that would have been uh, mm -hmm. for even just my family personally. Sure. Uh, one of the other major idealistic expectations that um, we see a lot is uh, a parent or two people get married. One has a child or children. The other does not. And that particular parent of the children see a replacement parent for their child. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, the person they're marrying may not want to be a replacement child. They may be in it for the marriage yeah. and then to help out with the family. Yeah. And if this is not discussed ahead of time, then it can lead to expectations, yeah. right? You need to catch those expectations where they happen. So and good. then finally, another expectation is that, um, this marriage will be an antidote for divorce. Mm. That's statistically, that's simply not true. Yeah. Whether you're in the church or out of the church, yeah. we know the divorce rates about the same. And 
uh, second marriages, sadly, a uh, vast majority of them. I think it's close to 68% oh, wow. of yeah. remarriages. Yeah. It yeah. depends on... Statistics vary, but... Yeah. It depends on, you know, what article you read, but it's well above the 50% first-time divorce rate. Yeah. Um, that uh, step families that have children involved within the first 24 months will dissolve. It's wow. the highest rate it's of divorce. It's the highest in the rate first 24 of divorce. Wow. The first 24 yeah. It drops considerably when you uh, reach five, and, and after five, it, it drops a, a lot. A okay. Lot. So, so for those of you out there that are hearing that, hold on, right? Yeah. <laughs> Two-year anniversary. Right. Well, Two-year anniversary. Yeah. We did. We celebrated it within our small groups and stuff. Yeah. We celebrate anniversary number two, not anniversary not, number not one. An, never anniversary wow, number one. Right. Yeah. Just because of those statistics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, oh, this, this is still a coin flip of whether or not we're going to survive this thing. But, yeah. right. but really, I think of how thinking about, right, even just talking through these expectations and hopefully that would insulate the family from so much conflict if, if we can identify these expectations, mm-hmm. right? And so is that kind of the, the main takeaway for this class is kind of really just examining all the, the expectations? With them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, cool. That is exactly the main takeaway here because we want to, really we can't get to the next step yeah. and educate yeah. until we've done this part. Wow. We want yeah. to illuminate it. Yeah. We want them to self-identify what expectations they have, yeah. then discuss it with their um, partners because they're probably not going to match up yeah. <laughs> on parenting styles or finances or anything like that yeah. and really yeah. have those honest conversations. Yeah. yeah, Living arrangements is another one we talk about. Finances that Deanna just mentioned yeah. is another expectation we wow, talk there's about. So many. There's so many different things. Yeah. I mean, even right down to the decorations within the house, where we live or pets. as a yeah. family, pets yeah. within a family, pets is a big one. Wow. which really sounds like mundane things to talk about, but those are things that that we have actually witnessed people struggle with yeah. that are, that were ripping apart relationships within the family all over pets. A yeah. dog. I kid you not a dog yeah. was ripping a family apart. Yeah. It's so interesting, right? All, it's like, no wonder why these second marriages have such a high likelihood. When you think about all of these things that for individual people are just so near and dear to their heart. And it's like, I could handle the disagreement with the kids. I could handle that you want to put that ugly picture on the wall. But now that you hate my dog, we're done, right? Like it's so there's just it's oh, so yeah. crazy how exactly. it just all adds up. For, for right? Deanna, it was a cookie jar. A cookie, yeah. Right. I brought a cookie jar. It was a, it was a family passed down from yeah, my grandparents, yeah, and I yeah. brought this cookie, and Deanna could not stand like, that, cookie that cookie jar. jar. That cookie yeah, jar yeah, now yeah. sits yeah. way up on top. Yeah. Of, it's invisible, yeah, but it's not prominent. But it's out there. It's, it's out that there. pleases me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's negotiated. Right, it's ugly. <laughs> it's ugly, right? It's yeah. ugly until yeah. she found out yeah. how much that cookie jar was worth. Oh, there you go. You're like, yeah. Okay, we could hold on to it or sell it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. He opted not to sell, <laughs> no but way. that was the direction I was going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I, right? Like it's so incredible, right? Like I think even just that right there, right? You're able to joke about something that probably at yeah. one time actually had some tension in it, maybe a little bit, right? Amongst other things it could have. Exactly. So for us, it was less decor, more parenting style because I was the more strict disciplinarian and he was the opposite of that, whatever that is. Disneyland dad. Disneyland dad. dad. Okay. Okay. Which was so true because we actually had Disney passes. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> but um, just really having those open conversations and yeah. not being afraid. So many people will get married, but they're afraid to have an honest conversation. Yeah. I mean, no wonder right. we have such issues in right. families today because right. no one wants to talk and be honest. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, if, if I married Steve to be with Steve and for him to be my friend, I owe it to him to be honest, not yeah. rude. Yeah. Not abrasive, yeah. <laughs> but truly to be honest and say, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling. Let's mm. discuss this. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes we agree and sometimes we disagree and that's okay. Uh, mm -hmm. I love, I love what this curriculum is about. And again, even just the space in this session to work through that and support couples as they work through that. And so for those of you that are there watching and kind of going, oh, wow. I have so many expectations that I need to work through with my my spouse in a blended step family, merged family. Um, we hope that this has been encouraging to you. But if you need more help, check out our link below, Arizona Family Counseling, where therapists like Steve can help you sort through this and kind of walk with your family to uh, strengthen it. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to go into our next uh, curriculum uh, session here, um, and uh, we'll see you there.